0: Well good morning everybody and thanks Sean and Adam, that looks absolutely delicious. Well today we're looking at the next part of our story all around the cross. And we're going to pick up exactly where we left off last week where Sean was talking about the empty tomb. So here we go, we're going to jump straight in. Now if you remember the empty tomb, it was only Mary Magdalene who saw Jesus. And she ran back and told the others and Peter and John ran but all they found was an empty tomb and the others just cannot believe it. All they know is that Jesus is dead. All they know is the facts of the cross, that it's all over. We don't even know if the disciples watched the crucifixion. We know that at the foot of the cross, there was only the three Marys and John. Mary, Jesus' mother, her sister Mary, wife of Clopas, Jesus' auntie, and Mary Magdalene. In John 19, it says this, near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, His mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing by, and that's John. And so that's who we know was at the cross. Now with the disciples, we simply know that they ran away. Do you remember the Garden of Gethsemane when the soldiers uh, entered? In Matthew 26, it says, Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. And it was only Peter who followed the illegal trial at the night. And there it was only Peter, but even Peter denied Jesus and then broke down and wept. And and we don't hear about him again. Now there is a clue that possibly they watched the crucifixion at a distance. Now, in both Matthew and Mark's accounts, they both mention the women watching at a distance with the crucifixion. But only Luke records that there were others there as well. In Luke 23, 49, when he's talking about the crowd around the cross left, Luke then records, but all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. There's no specific mention of the disciples and perhaps because this was still dangerous at this time, but maybe they watch from a distance too. But all they knew at the start of this story is that it was all over and Jesus was dead. Now they're devastated, all their hopes are dashed and they're hiding on lockdown. Now this was the original lockdown where they can't go out but they were afraid of the soldiers and maybe I'm next. And they have a deep disappointment and questions for their future. So when the women have this great news, they won't believe it. And today's story, we catch up with the account of two disciples walking home from Jerusalem to Emmaus. Now we know that one is Cleopas. And it's possible that the text means Clopas, who's Jesus' uncle. Because we know that Mary, wife of Clopas, Jesus' auntie, was at the cross. So it's a reasonable assumption that this might actually be Cleopas and Mary walking home after the events in Jerusalem, starting the seven mile journey to Emmaus. But we don't know for certain, but we do know it's Cleopas and a companion. So let's read the scripture together here. Luke twenty-four thirteen to 41. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognising him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there "'the last few days.' "'What things?' Jesus asked. "'The things that happened to Jesus, "'the man from Nazareth,' they said. "'He was a prophet who did powerful miracles, "'and he was a mighty teacher "'in the eyes of God and all the people. "'But our leading priests and other religious leaders "'handed him over to be condemned to death, "'and they crucified him. "'We had hoped he was the Messiah "'who had come to rescue Israel.' This all happened three days ago. Then some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning. They came back with an amazing report. They said his body was missing and they had seen angels who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see, and sure enough his body was gone, just as the women had said. And then it moves on in the story and it says that Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets as they walked on this journey, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. By this time they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. Jesus acted as if he were going on, but they begged him, stay the night with us since it is getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognised him. And at that moment he disappeared. They said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us? As he talked with us on the road and explained the scripture to us. And within the hour they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven disciples and the others who had gathered with them. Who said, the Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. And just as they were telling each other about it, Jesus himself was suddenly standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. But the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they'd seen a ghost. Why are you frightened, he asked. Why are your hearts filled with doubt? And he talked to them a while, but they still stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. And then he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he ate it. As they watched, it's interesting in this story. I love this story, it touches me so much. It said that as they walk, sadness was written across their faces. And you can sense their despair in their answers to Jesus when they say to him, You must be the only person in Jerusalem who has not heard. And Jesus walks along with them, opening their understanding to scripture how it was all foretold, it was all there, and the penny dropped. And on that journey, their hearts burned within them. They were on fire from truth and hope. And revelation brought them hope through their understanding. And I love that part where they have the meal in their home. And in the act of eating together, gathering around a meal, a little bit like gathering around. If we could all go over and Adams now and eat that pizza when it comes fresh out the oven, and we would all be there together. And in that intimate setting, as they sat down, he took the bread and broke it and gave it to them. And here is it's like this: he took the bread here, and as they were eating and talking, it was a familiar act that he took the bread and then he just he just broke it as he was sitting there talking to them, and and in that act of breaking it, they suddenly recognise him, and then he disappeared. And within the hour, I love this, within the hour, they're walking the seven miles back. Before they're saying, don't travel alone, it's dark, it's late. But now they abandon all other concerns because they can't text, they can't ring the others who are gathered there. They get on their way back to Jerusalem to tell the team, the 11 and the inner close group, There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together. And when they arrived, they find the others have news too. Jesus appeared to Peter. The Lord has really risen. And in this moment, Jesus comes into their midst. The shock, the joy, can you imagine? And I love it how Jesus asks for food because they're so frightened and freaked out. He's trying to prove to them that he is real and a real person. So they look around for what they've got. and No, it's not the day's pizza, but it's a piece of broiled fish. I feel so sorry for Jesus at this moment after all he's been through the cross and the resurrection was this his first food broiled fish not my first choice and but it wasn't because he was hungry again this was Jesus showing his disciples i am real i am here touch my hands look at my feet let see me eating this fish what a man jesus is astonishing This morning, I'd just like to look at a couple of thoughts together that we can learn from this Emmaus encounter. encounter. So this encounter, I think it shows us two things. And the first one is this. There's like two revelations on the Emmaus Road that speak to us as well. And the first one is a revelation of understanding. And that's what brought hope out of despair. Now the disciples here, the Cleopas and his partner, they are on this journey and and Jesus walked with them every step of the journey. And this was a journey from discouragement to joy. And Jesus walked on that. And what was it that turned their discouragement or their despair to joy? The change came through understanding And Jesus took the time. And on that journey, he unpacked the scriptures, how his death and resurrection were foretold. And it says their hearts burned within them. And this was the excitement, the hope rising, that as they began to understand, it was the truth bringing understanding that made made their despair move away and joy come in its place when they began to understand. And for you and I, when we know the facts and the truth, we can rest, and we can have hope. Jesus took the time to explain, and we have the Word of God, we have the Bible, and every truth is in there for us. That every day, to read it, devour it, it is God's living Word. Let it speak to you and bring you comfort, direction, and hope. Questions like, why the cross? How can my eternal destiny be assured? is all in the book. So I want to encourage us to, in this time, to be reading our Bible and devour it and find hope. I like the way that Jesus walked every step of the way to Emmaus. That's so typical of Jesus. He got his feet dirty too. He walked that long seven-mile journey. He didn't just turn up at the end with a flourish. Here I am. But he took the time and walked every step. In Proverbs 18.24, it talks about, there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And it's talking about Jesus. And here is Jesus sticking closer than a brother on this walk from despair to joy. Now at the end of the seven miles, they say stay there the night as it's getting late. So obviously it's, it's getting dark and it's not safe to travel. And right now, do you feel maybe we're in a little bit of a dark time where it feels unsafe, like a, like a, you know it's a difficult time with this global pandemic of the coronavirus and there are challenges both global and personal so of course the global responsibility for us all we all have this corporate responsibility stay home protect the nhs save lives we have responsibility to one another and to the world in which we live but secondly there's the personal challenges that day-to-day managing new routines. I know for many of you, it's just busier than ever. It's this crazy, busy juggling act, working from home, children at home, extra shifts. Uh, For those of us who are working online now, it's crazy learning new skills, it's busier than ever. But for many others, they've been isolated a long time and are dealing with boredom and isolation, not being able to see one another. Uh, And in that situation, small irritations become magnified. And beyond the kind of day-to-day managing, there's those big questions. Will I catch it? Will I get it? I've I've noticed on our little estate here, just cars driving up and people signing wills and standing a distance. The question are my family and my friends at risk? What happens if I die? And Jesus walks alongside us on this journey and can take us from doubt to joy when we have the understanding of knowing what he has done for us. And we are not alone on this journey, but he is with us. Psalm 23 talks about Jesus as the Good Shepherd. And it says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. And Jesus is walking beside us. And this takes us to our second point, the second revelation. And this is the revelation of the very person of Jesus. He has sat at the dinner table with friends, the hope of the world in person, flesh and blood. And sometimes it takes more than truth alone, it takes the person of truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And it took the personal comfort of Jesus as well, the real person. And God knows how he has made us. We need the knowledge of truth to comfort our fears, but we need the person of truth who comforts us with his presence. Now, when I was a little girl, I was may, may, maybe barely five years old, and I had to go into hospital for an operation. I was there for a week. And in those days, parents were not allowed in. And I was alone in list large, old-fashioned children's ward. There was like a dozen metal beds in this room. I was so young, it was all strange, and I was so lonely. And I remember really vividly one time my dad coming to visit me. And my mum was at home with my twin brother. I was so happy. He was sat on my bed, talking to me, teasing me. He told me a story. He brought this big envelope that had um, drawings from my classmates in school. But then that time came to say goodbye. And I can remember getting out of the bed and standing at the end of the little room. There's about a dozen beds and children going to bed. And my father, walking down the corridor, I have this very strong memory I was desperate for him not to leave and, and it just broke my heart to see with every step that he walked away and as he walked away he was, he was waving and smiling at me and he was smiling a dad smile that um, the smile was for me and he was smiling this happy smile, brave smiles for me all the way to the end of the corridor and when he got to the end of the corridor and he's about to go through the door he gave me one last wave and as he turned I saw that he was crying too. And it broke his heart to leave me and leave his little girl in hospital alone. My heart was breaking, but so was his. And God's heart is breaking for us. He doesn't want us to be alone or to be separated. He wants to remove every barrier to bring us close. doesn't want us to feel isolated and alone at this time. And the whole heart of the gospel, the whole reason that Jesus went to the cross is that the things we've done wrong separate us from God. We, we are removed, we're separated from a holy God. But that was not good enough for God. He wanted to buy us back and bring us back. And that's why Jesus came when Jesus died on the cross. He died for everything we've ever done wrong. Every mistake, every pain, every, um, everything that makes us far away from God. And God brought this rescue about at Easter that when Jesus died on the cross, he died for you and me, and this is the rescue. That when we come to God and say thank you Jesus for dying for me, forgive me for all the things that I have done wrong. And when we turn away from our own way and turn to God's way and ask Jesus to come into our life and forgive us. There is a sweet reunion where we are brought back to God as God intended. That we will never be alone, our sins are forgiven, our past is erased and we have a brand new future. And we have hope with Jesus every day. The friend who sticks closer than a brother will be walking alongside us every day. And we also have the assurance that when we die, we go straight into the presence of God because our sins are removed. And knowing that truth is what will take us from despair to joy, that understanding, but also the person of Jesus close to us too. I love this verse in John 28 where it says this, I give them eternal life. And they will never die. No one can snatch them away from my hand. And that is our security. Now, when Jesus was breaking that bread, it was just like on the night before he died, when he he broke that bread with his disciples. And he was showing, this is my body. My body is broken for you. It is broken for you. And Jesus gives us the bread of life. He is the bread of life. But he, he was broken for us that we could receive him. And I want to encourage you now, receive the one who died for you. Receive him into your heart that you need never fear. And those who've been walking with Jesus for a long time, to know in this difficult time, the understanding, devour the word, read it, be assured, and know that Jesus is walking with you every step of the way. Let's pray together now. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died for us, that you went to the cross at Easter to forgive us for everything we have ever done wrong, that if we come to you and ask you, you'll come into our hearts and forgive us that we have a brand new life with you. And if you have never prayed that prayer before, just pray that with me now, that you may know the joy and the comfort of Jesus. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. I turn from my old way and I turn to you. I ask that you'll forgive me for everything in my life, that has been far from you i ask lord that you'll come into my heart they may know your joy and your peace and the presence of your holy spirit in jesus name amen if you've prayed that prayer and you have no church to go to you can email us and we will help you with some next steps but before we go let's just take a moment to pray for our friends in the nhs It's really important. It's very moving, isn't it? Eight o'clock at night here. We're all out the front there clapping the NHS. But there are many workers in our own church and all across the world working in the NHS, care workers and those doing key jobs at this time. Let's take a moment and pray your own prayer that we pray for these people who are in face-to-face contact. Lord Jesus, we thank you. For all those working in our NHS here and all those around the world, doctors, nurses, care workers, key workers, those in supermarkets face-to-face, Lord, I ask that you'll protect them and your kindness will be upon them. We ask, Lord, that you will protect our communities, our neighbours, our friends and that, Lord, many will come to know your truth and comfort. So, Lord, we ask that you'll help them, guide them and bless them. We pray for their protection.